Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. What's up, gents? My name is Charlie Ungemach, and you are listening to an episode of the Gird Up Broadcast. Now, the dudes are going to join me in just a minute, and we got a lot of great content coming your way. But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project here. All of our content at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we also have to rely then upon the contributions of our listeners to do so. You'll never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost us money to put a show like this together. So if you find what we're doing here valuable and you enjoy the broadcast and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going and helps us reach and minister to many more men just like you. Hope you enjoy the broadcast today. Let's get to it. Entertainment. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. Uh-huh. My name is Charlie Ungumaki. I'm beat, beat Mike number one over here. Is Bryce Scusi. And Connor Herter. And our guest today, Joseph Wessel. Joseph Wessel. Give us the 30 second. Rundown, who's Joseph Wessel? Uh, Joseph Wessel is a kid, almost born, but pretty much raised in New Orleans, Minnesota. Lived there for 21 years of my life, and now I'm uh, I'm the lost boy in Mequon, uh, studying at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary to be awesome. a pastor. Sweet. You got anything exciting going on in your life? Uh, next summer, I'm getting married to my hey. girlfriend. Somebody of... finally took the setup on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nobody always gets in trouble. <laughs> to my girlfriend of uh, almost seven years. So, yeah. All right. Wow. Good nice. for you. Good for you. Congratulations. You want to shout her out or anything? Yeah. yeah. This one's for you, Brianna. <laughs> this one's for you. The whole podcast has not been co-opted. <laughs> yeah. It's not for anybody else. There's only one person that can listen to this from now on. It's all for you. It's all for her. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's jump right into uh, shout outs. And or thank yous this week. What do we got, fellas? You want me to go? Ahead? Yeah, I want you to go first. <laughs> well, let's see. For my thank you this week, I think I'm going to thank Professor Geiger in advance for giving me a day off <laughs> in uh, in uh, Isagogics because I think I am going to take advantage. <laughs> the way he uh, runs his classes, he uh, allows you to have three days throughout the year, which you're not responsible for the the assignment and. Tonight's just been a busy night, uh, helping out a lot of other friends and that kind of stuff, and now I'm I'm here, so I haven't done a lick of homework yet, and I'm looking forward to doing that after the podcast. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll make lots of noise and be really distracting. I Actually, got, I got to write a ton of thank you notes because a bunch of people from my congregation um, helped me out a little bit financially, so I appreciate that a ton. That's yeah. not even my shout-out, though, or my shout-out slash build-up, is I found this app called OneSec. Um, and I don't really even know how to explain what it does, but every time I try it, you can set it for whatever app you want it to work with. Oh, yeah. That's and right. uh, yeah. 
This is not a sponsorship, by the way. They have no idea who I am. Um, but the uh, you can set it up so that when you open up certain apps, it will um, make you like wait in order for the app to open. So you can set it to do a couple of different things. You can just have it delay for a few seconds um, and make you like take a deep breath. Or I've got it right now set for 20 seconds and it, it will either just make me wait for 20 seconds and it like a message appears on the screen and it just says like what would the man you want what would the man you want to be be doing um or it makes me like chase around this little dot like around the screen and I have to trace it with my finger so basically what it does is it makes you pause before you actually open up the app and try and use it and so what i have been doing is just deleting my apps like during the week but then there are legitimate reasons to track social media during the week. So then For it just sure. gets weird with trying to do it on a whatever. And I ended up stuck on it anyway. Um, so what this is doing instead is it like makes me pause before I actually use the like get into the app. Mm-hmm. It kind of make me think for a second. Is this really what I should be doing right now? And sometimes the answer is yes. So then I can go on and use the app. But I appreciate that it kind of gives me a pause. It also tells me the number of times I've opened the app in the last 24 hours. So it gives you a little bit of that like awareness of like, right. okay, yeah, I've right. opened this 19 times. Maybe I should go do something useful with my I time. I do so. appreciate when like I get the weekly report from my Apple phone and it's like you lost, you spent three or 30 minutes less on your on your phone this week on average like good for you like that makes me feel yeah. good and I, then you get one one week where it's like your average daily <laughs> phone issues is up by three and a half yeah. hours a day yeah. like, oh seven gosh. hours how did i do that yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah the app is called one sec it's helped me out a ton um and i like the fact that i can still use social media at appropriate times without having to like download it or whatever um, but it does give me pause before i go to actually use social media so yeah, I'm digging it. You can even set it on your iPhone so that when you open up social media on your browser, it'll do the same thing. So, right. Yeah, it's really really useful. So thanks to whoever made that app. It's awesome. Again, it's called OneSec. What you got, Bryce? My shout-out this week is going to be... Uh, let's go with Line and Kugels. <laughs> it's delicious. Nice. <laughs> I guess is what you're drinking tonight. Yep. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Bryce? It is a... Leinenkugel's Juicy Peach oh, okay. Beer. It's a refreshing and tart with natural peach flavor. <laughs> does it, does it say natural? It does. Okay, good. Yeah. Does it say what kind of a beer it is? Uh, I don't know. Uh, looking from here, I think it says it's a good beer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cold. generally they are. <laughs> I'm drinking a Fermentorium Oktoberfest. Not bad. Not my favorite by any means, but not bad. It's not bad. What you got? I got a Busker's Single Grain Whiskey. Irish Whiskey. Okay. I've been Ooh. trying to get into Irish Whiskeys recently because I'm, I'm a usually a pretty big bourbon guy. It's uh, it's pretty decent. It's a little sweeter than yeah. bourbon, less mm. heavy. It's lighter in color, so yeah, there's probably something to do with it. Yeah. I like to, I like to use them as mixers. I'm not a big mm. scotch mixer guy. I like the Irish whiskeys better as a mixer, usually. I had an Irish mule for the first time this weekend. It Did was, you? It was decent. I like mules. Have you ever had an Irish car bomb? I have not, no. Oh, oh man. Those uh, are it's, crazy. I, yeah, I've had it's a, it's a half a pint of Guinness with a depth, essentially a depth charge of Bailey's. Oh, so it's a, it's a oh, shot of Bailey's oh, and a shot of Jameson. It's a shot of Bailey's, shot of Jameson, and uh, Guinness. And you chug it. And it is, it'll change your world. It will change your world. It'll wake you up at five in the morning. That's yeah, for sure. I used to. I used to like Friday. Friday nights. I like every once like we'd go out on Friday nights a lot of times and just eat when I was yeah. a teacher. Yeah, 
Um, so you get there like seven o'clock when everybody's done with everything, and it's three or four guys sitting around a table. Everybody puts one of those down and orders a, a harp or something. Oh man, what a great way to start the weekend! Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, what a great way. You to ever start had the a uh, boiler maker before? I have. Yeah, boiler makers are good too. Yeah, same concept, just different ingredients. Mm. Yeah, delicious. We're gonna go to Moe's Irish Pub sometime and blow your mind. It's fantastic, man. I'll yeah. keep that in mind. Irish car bomb. Huh? Yeah. It's also like a litmus test. If I can get a girl to put down an Irish car bomb, she's the one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little bit facetious. I don't, I don't really know, mean I that. Can, I don't know <laughs> if I can do that. that. It'll put hair on your chest, Joseph. It'll yeah. put hair on your chest. It'll put more hair on your chest, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there. <laughs> you need this much hair on uh, your chest. Yeah. Then. yeah. Yeah. Carpet bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what are you drinking? Uh, I have the... Oktoberfest by uh, New Glarus. Oh, the Staghorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do what, if you're familiar with Shells, which is where I used to work up in New Ulm, they do a true fest beer style um, Oktoberfest, so a Munchen style fest beer. Um, so it's, it's like the it's the legacy recipe, not the more modern recipe, which mm-hmm. is a lot of people make. And the Staghorn is the same thing. So. Yeah. Delicious. Is that part of the Stag series? No. Or, okay. No. When nope. I run when I run out to New Ulm in a couple weeks, I'll be sure to grab some grab some of the old stuff oh, for you. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I would be Dude, appreciative. I'm grabbing some premium light. Yeah, I'll be working at the stadium, <laughs> but uh, you can still get premium light down here. No, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you can get yeah, light Woodlands um, liquor. Uh, what are they, uh, total wine and more? That's what I was thinking. I almost said liquor mart. <laughs> you can get, shout out to liquor mart. <laughs> shout out to liquor mart. <laughs> you can get firebrick here too, can't you? I haven't seen it as often. Okay, it's around from okay. time to time. Then if I'm yeah. in New Orleans, I'm picking up Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. That's a yeah. good one. It's, oh, it's my favorite seasonal at, at Shells, yeah. Yeah, when right, it came out we, in July. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, what, even when I worked at Shells, I refused to drink Oktoberfest yes. until September. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What's this podcast about again? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, what are we shouting <laughs> out here? Who, you went... I went. Yeah, I think we're just go? missing Joe. Uh, you can't shout out. Oh, Liquor you shouted out the Lion and Kugels. Right? <laughs> Who are you shouting out? Um. Also, uh, shout out to Professor Geiger uh, for giving me an easy translation in class today when <laughs> I was definitely not paying attention. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I feel like I always get called on, like if I'm prepared for a verse. But it's always like you're looking something up or you have an idea and you're like talking to your table mate or whatever about it. It's never a convenient time to get called on. Like when I'm ready to get called on, I never get called on. If I have like an idea I'm chasing, because sometimes you want to look up a verb or you have like a connection Uh you make or whatever. Like I'll admit from time to time I do check my email. I've never gotten called on checking my email. I always get called on doing class related things. <laughs> of course. But being taking distracted. Taking notes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, that too. Like you're taking yeah. notes on the last verse and you don't even realize they called on you and mm-hmm. then they think you're not prepared. It's like, no, 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 no. I spent <laughs> a lot of time on this. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> There's a difference. Fair, fair. All right. Awesome. Our uh uh, special shout out goes to Noah from New Alm. He bought us a cup of coffee. He actually, bought us several cups of coffee on the website. We call it a cup of coffee donation because for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help support the ministry we're doing here with young men. So if you'd like to support or help fund the work we do here at Gird Up, to go to www.girdup.com, select buy us a cup of coffee in the main menu, and make your donation there. We do need some help with the funds, folks, so if you wouldn't mind donating, we would very much be appreciative mm-hmm. of it. Um, thanks again to Chimmy, who donated a bunch over the summer, and we got these cool new mic stands. Yeah, um, but we've only got three really good mics, so we want to get a fourth really good mic for Bryce. Yes. In order to do that, we're going to need some donations. So um, 
If you're willing to help us out, we would love it. And thank you, Noah. Our manly quote of the week this week is a Confucian quote, right? <laughs> so Confucius said, What the superior man seeks is in himself. What the small man seeks is in others. I'm going to read that again. It's a short one. What the superior man seeks is in himself. What the small man seeks is in others. Do we agree? Is that true? I'm going to go right off the bat and say that we don't necessarily agree with this because I think one of the main points of Christianity is realizing that trying to do things by yourself or trying to find that inner strength within yourself is always going to end up feeling hollow and not fulfilling your needs. And so we may not seek you know, support or help in others in the same way, but we seek our support in the perfect example, the, the perfect human being, the one that actually did everything perfectly. And so that's where we seek our, our support. Yeah. What does that look like, though, in a practical sense? Well, it's all like from a secular viewpoint, it's all about self-sufficiency and being able to do things on your own, being comfortable with being alone and relying on yourself. And I suppose from a very individualistic lifestyle view, like much in America today, mm -hmm. this is very true for for today's world and and where everybody where everybody wants to be they want to be able to be alone make all the money themselves make mm -hmm. all the decisions do everything for themselves and then that's where they look they look at themselves for all that yeah think about how many self-help books are sold out there mm -hmm. you know people building themselves up by their pulling themselves up by their bootstraps like mm -hmm. that's such a common turn of phrase nowadays yeah mm-hmm i guess what uh what comes to mind for me when i uh, hear this quote um I don't remember exactly what the passage in Proverbs is, or but it's uh, as iron sharpens iron. I honestly think that's probably, you know, one of the better ways to, you know, grow as a person is reflecting with other people, with the help of other people. Um, because, you know, sometimes they can see you more objectively than you can see yourself. That's a fair, that's and a I, fair assessment. And I yeah. think, uh, you know, they can offer uh, advice that you might not want to hear, but it might be the thing that you need to hear. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you can't find that in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think I think that's probably the... I mean, even from a worldly standpoint, you're right. Like, we can't find it entirely mm -hmm. entirely in ourselves. Um, and, like, obviously we need meaningful relationships. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's probably what Confucius was getting at, is the idea that I do, like, I do have to essentially self-improve, if you will. I mean, they, they were... Was Confucius Roman or was he Greek? Does anybody know? Confucius was Chinese. He was Chinese? Oh, he's neither of those. <laughs> I sound so smart right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, well, really? No, no, that's fair. That's oh, that's right. He had yeah. the long beard and yeah, everything, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And the mustache. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Confucianism, Taoism. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Well, anyway, so well, what he's getting at is the idea that I can't depend on the validation of others, right? Like True. if I'm constantly seeking on the validation of other people, and that's where I find my my self identity, it's a problem. And we would wholeheartedly agree with yeah, that. Yeah. His solution though is to look inward, right? Mm -hmm. And to Connor's point, uh, like working on myself as a Christian takes on a very different meaning than it will as a secular mm -hmm. uh, entity, right? And if I really am a Christian, in quotation marks, right, my entire life and will is bent to the will of my Heavenly Father and reflects the light 
mm. of the gospel in me, right? And so when I start talking about like working on myself as a Christian, um, it's not trying to make myself better. It's bringing my life into alignment with his will and his way, which is going to be a wildly different thing than like the world's kind of counter said pulling yourself up by your bootstraps or just like white knuckling it through life, you know? Yeah. We don't have to do that. Um, but that's probably what Confucius would say. Right. You know? I don't know. Should we uh so here's the question. Is this a is this a is this worthy to be called a manly quote? Or do we leave it at the wayside? I would call it a secular manly quote, but as we base our entire lives around our faith, like it's not a man it's not a Christian manly joke. It's very manly from the world's point of view and saying, <laughs> it's not a joke. joke or it's not, quote, not a joke, not funny, guys. <laughs> not funny. Oh, man. It's just going to be a night. Um, <laughs> yep. But yeah, like everybody else models, the, the, I would agree with Confucius if he were to say like the one that models himself out of, off of an imperfect model. So even if we wanted to model ourselves after somebody that we've talked about before, like David Goggins or something like that, from the world's point of view, he seems to have, have it all figured out, seems to have really been a real man's man but in reality he's a weak example of what a real man is yeah. i just called david goggins a weak example but you're spot on <laughs> yeah you're I, spot on. I mean the man himself talks about the idea that if you ever stopped running if you ever stopped quote unquote being hard or pushing himself to where like that's where he finds peace basically is what he's really doing oh this is, this is a bold <laughs> thing to say in our culture at the moment what he's really doing is he's running as fast as he can away from his demons uh, he's not great. facing his demons head on and taking them on and dealing mm-hmm. with them he's running away from them very very publicly and getting a lot of encouragement for it and that's not the solution no that's not the solution the only solution is to recognize i cannot do anything for myself on my own right the classic uh, Lutheran line, I can't up on my own thinking or choosing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the peace that is offered cannot come from inside of me. Like, I am incapable of being what I need. That's the whole point, right? Is I cannot be what I need. That's why I needed a Savior, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good idea to be careful about some of the... Man, it's hard to say no to Confucius, though, you know? Yeah. I don't know, but it is wise also to be yeah, careful and consider consider what the uh, um, implications of some of these are. Yeah. All right. Well, manly quote of the week. It is manly. Yeah. Sure. Just yeah. a secular mm-hmm. advice, not not good spiritual advice. All right. It's the first time we've had one we disagreed with. So. All right. Uh, Bros with Bibles this week. We're going through the book Good News for Anxious Christians by Philip Carey. It's an excellent read so far. I'm really enjoying it. I forgot to change the chapter on here, but it's chapter three, Why You Don't Have to Let God Take Control. So we've all heard we've all heard the catchphrases, right? Like, uh, um, let go, let yeah. God. Let go, let God. Yeah. Give God wheel. control. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. 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 I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or uh, even like in, in they'll they'll try and make it sound a little bit more theological and say like yield your life to God, right? Mm. So we've all heard that. The question is, is it good advice or not? You're completely taking. Well, the book kind of said right at the beginning there of the chapter, like you are completely taking the responsibility off of yourself. You're taking all accountability away from yourself, and you also run into the pitfall of if the thing that you're trying to accomplish doesn't work out, then you're suggesting that God isn't able to do what he, you know, do the thing that you're asking him to do. Because if God's completely in control of what you're doing, 
then you're not then he's not doing the right thing or he's not doing something well which as we know is impossible because he is perfect in everything he does right well the pushback would be that's not what i meant right Mm-hmm. That's, that's what that's the easy low hanging fruit pushback. It was well, that's not what I meant. So, what is it that people usually mean when they say things like you know, let go and let God, Jesus take the wheel, whatever it is? What what are they what are they actually trying to say when they give you advice such as oh, just let go and let God? What are they usually trying to say? Don't worry. I think that's kind of at the heart of it. They're they're talking, you know, something wrong's going in their life. You know, they're saying, man, how am I going to get myself out of this situation? It's um, it's them going, you know, don't worry about it. God will take care of it, which, in, you know, in a sense is true, but... Well, how it, is it true? Well, we believe that God is in control of everything. He graciously sustains everything and everybody uh, with his will. Um, we can't do anything apart from the will of God. Um, so for us to say... Well, what do you mean by that? Because it's like immediately in my, flag, mm-hmm. my, in my head, red flag goes up, right? I can't do anything against the will of God, but mm-hmm. I do things against the will of God all the time, right? I'm a sinner. I can do wicked, awful, terrible things if I want to. True. I, okay. I guess then that was probably just a little bit of an overgeneralization. I guess I was saying, in an ideal sense, as Christians, we should be doing things according to the will of God. Um, and we want to do things according to the will of God, but we act selfishly outside his will um and that's where we run into trouble and that's uh when we come you know crawling back to god yeah which is i think what they're trying to get at but yeah absolutely yeah yeah, go ahead i was gonna say too that i think a big part of it too is our attitudes when we come into tough position or tough spots or when people say let go let god is that our attitude shouldn't be okay jesus will handle it god will handle it he's got me there is a lot of problems with that, but there is no problem in praying and asking God for help because mm-hmm. you are not handling it by yourself no matter what anyway. But it's when you take all the responsibility off yourself because we were not created to just be pawns and just something that God watches and we were created with free will. We were created in reality. We are real people. We have souls and we should live that way and be good stewards of the stuff God has given us. Part of that help comes in the form of the abilities and talents that God does give us. So that was that was like one of my main things that was kicking around in my head while reading this chapter was that God answers our prayers. He says, I give you the ability to mentally, emotionally, or physically handle this. I'm going to support you, but I've given you the physical strength to handle this task. I've given you the mental capacity to understand this concept. I've given you faith to reach out to me. Like These things have been given to you as a gift, as tools for you to use to your advantage and to completely throw your hands up and say, these tools, these gifts, these wonderful talents you've given me aren't good enough. You need to take over more is a bit of a slap in the face. Well, the primary calling in the Christian life is obedience, right? Mm. The primary calling in a Christian life is obedience. Go and leave your life of sin, is what Jesus tells the um, the woman caught in adultery, right? Mm-hmm. The entire, like, anywhere in the New Testament where you're going to see law, that's exactly what they're saying is be obedient, right? Just go be obedient. Love your Savior above all things mm. and love your neighbor as yourself. Just go do those things. Be obedient to those things. And that's all I ask of you, right? But as soon as I flip that on its head and say, like, well, let go and let God, who's doing the doing now? Right. 
Like now I've done the opposite of be obedient. Yeah. Instead, I've said, okay, well, I guess you'll have to do it, God, instead of instead of trying to go out and, and live that out. And I think that yeah. I loved the example that he used in the book, both because it's scripture and because it fits so well, is he brought out the parable of the talent of the talents, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, and yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like the parable it, it, help me out if I mess this up. But the parable of the talents is essentially oh, you want to tell it? Well, I was just oh, you're just okay. Fight. All right, yeah, he was finger gunning me over there, so I thought he wanted, <laughs> I thought he wanted the wanted the reins. Okay, so basically, you know, the master of the house has three servants. He's leaving for a while. He gives uh, three, five servants, three what? servants, three five servants, talents the five first. talents. So, okay, thank you. I'm gonna close my eyes now. Okay. If I need help, I'll ask. Okay. Or you can interrupt 25. me. I don't know. <sighs> Whatever it is, he gives a bunch of talents to the first servant. The first servant goes out and invests all his money, mm-hmm. makes a bunch of money more, doubles his money, and he comes back, right? Uh, the second servant, he gives a little bit less, about half as much, and the servant goes out and he makes a ton of money and he comes back, right? The third servant, he gives one talent, and he takes that one talent and he's like, oh, man, I don't even like my boss. He's a hard boss. Um, he sometimes even steals from other people and he just buries it in a hole in the ground, right? Safe thing to do. At least I won't lose the money and have to face his wrath, right? Now, which one of those servants obeyed his master the one that went and spent all the money but then came back with a profit Hmm. or the one who buried it in the ground and brought the exact same amount of money back right does Mm -hmm. god call me to go use the gifts i've been given and go use you know the intellect i've been given and the intuition that we talked about last week does god tell me to go use those things or does he say act like you don't even have them and just wait for me to come back right. like it's comical right yeah like how long are you gonna last as an employee if every time your boss tells you to go do something you go you know what i think you could do it better i'm just gonna let go and let you do it right all right yeah you're, you're fired <laughs> yeah, exactly. like if you were working at liquor martin you're like i know the shelves need to be stocked but i'm you just gonna let so go and let better. you do yeah. it yeah. yeah um my boss might kick my hand <laughs> <laughs> right it's comical yeah um, but that's essentially what we're doing. We're just abdicating our role mm. as the children of God, which is to be obedient. And we go, eh, well, I'll let you do it, right? Yeah. And that's exactly the opposite of what we really ought to be doing. And part of what he's saying there, too, in that in that part of the, of the chapter is God gives us control over these talents. He gave, the master gave control over the talents in that parable. And then the audacity, when the master returns, like, who would say to his master... I'm giving you control back of the thing that was rightfully yours. Like, that's kind of what we're saying when we say let go and let God. Like, you've given me these talents. Now I'm going to to lease them back to you in order for you to use them now. Now it's your turn to have these talents back when they're rightfully his to begin with. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes either. Oh, no. Mm -mm. There was a section in the book about, uh, I think it was titled trying not to grow up and it says that some kids when they're starting to enter adulthood and take on more responsibilities they try to ignore the big responsibilities for as long as they can because they don't want to mess up Hmm. but that's the thing about growing up and in our sinful world because of sin we are going to mess up time and time again and it's you need that in order to grow up and to learn and to know what you're doing for when you're actually an adult. So kind of like a line along that, um, kind of along that, he, um, would you say that, you know, this kind of passage kind of invites passivity then? Because uh, you're saying essentially saying, like, I'm just going to let God take control of my life. And kind of like going along with the, uh, the never growing up metaphor, it's almost like, you know, 
just kind of put things off as, as long as possible mm-hmm. or, you know, putting things off in life as long as possible. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm living, letting, I'm letting God take control. Or what, what do you think about that? Well, like, I, I, for me and see, that's the thing is it, it, we're built very differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way we see the world is very different. So I wouldn't say like you're wrong True, because it's yeah. very possible that like we take the same piece of advice and run in two very different directions with it, right? But for me, it's more that abdication of responsibility. Like I don't have to be responsible for what I'm doing because I'm just letting go and letting God do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, okay. even the okay. and one of the, the one of the examples used in the book, maybe for the last chapter, uh, was the dating one the last chapter? I think that was the last chapter. But he talked about the idea of, like Christian girls going like, um, I don't think that. I don't think this is... Instead of being able to say, look, I don't feel good about this relationship, she's going, I don't think it's God's will for us to be yeah, together, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. You can make that decision. You don't need You don't need God to tell you in a dream mm-hmm. it's not okay to be with it. It's okay to trust your intuition and say something's not right about this, right? Um, but instead of taking responsibility for my own life and making my own decisions and taking the risk of being wrong... Passing the buck. Right. I passed the buck on mm-hmm. to Jesus instead. And so that actually, he brought that up in this chapter when he was talking about Romans 8, verse 6. And a lot of people are like, um, so the, here, it's it's that verse um, that says the mind controlled by the spirit, Romans 8, verse 6, right? Um, and he's making the case that the Greek doesn't actually say controlled by the spirit. And I kind of scoffed at that a little bit at first, <laughs> but we've got the tools of right, seminarians yeah. right, right, to Greek, go Greek, look at the Greek and understand Marcus. what he's saying, right? <laughs> um, so the the Greek is um, tophronema to penoimatos, right? And so what it literally is is the mindset of the spirit. So it's the like the faculty of thoughtful planning, right? So my mind mm-hmm. now essentially is in tune with the spirit. That's a very different idea than being controlled by God, right? Every once in a while we'll hear the words like animated by the spirit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in our brains, that's like, oh, he's inside of me and he makes me do things, right? Um, but that's not the concept laid out in scripture at all, right? It says good works prepared in advance for you to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's your choice as to whether or not you go out and do them, and so that was the other thing that he really harped on as far mm-hmm. as language goes, is being a steward, right? Um, and he said we've kind of lost the idea of being a steward, and that's probably true um, because employment isn't really a great example of what stewardship would right. be because you're getting paid, right? Right. Well, yeah. both. I mean, you would you would get paid if you were somebody's steward or servant or whatever, um, but essentially what it was is you're going to get paid a certain amount a year to just take care of this for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm the if if I'm a, a gardener, for example, that means I'm a steward of someone's garden. If I go to them every day and go, which weeds should I pull? Which ones are flowers? Right. Would you like me to plant this flower or that flower? You know, is it time to water? <laughs> they might as well do it themselves. Right? That's not what a steward does. What a steward does is say, okay, you've given me the resources and the means and the responsibility. Now I'm going to take those two things, put them together, and get done what needs to get done. And that's what that's what God does about it. it's it's His creation. Uh, my life is in His hands. He's in control from that perspective. But as far as my daily decisions, I don't have to try and figure out what God wants me to do, and I have to let go and let God. He entrusts me with the capacity to go out and live my life, and that's what I ought to do. Any last thoughts on any of that? Just to say that 
like even even when we do have those like we have we clear like you were just saying we do have those abilities to do those things and god gives us the unique opportunity to participate using the talents that he has given us but he also assures us at the same time that even when you can't pick up the slack he's going to do it for you like he he gives us the abilities and the talents knowing full well that we're going to stumble and fall short at some point but at the same time like what a unique gift to be a part of that to be a part of that work yeah. with him yeah and maybe even to make that point even stronger i, I brought up the relationship thing earlier right mm-hmm. another place where we see that a lot is like oh i thought i'd be married by now and so the advice the advice is let go and let god right right the advice should actually be okay well why aren't you why haven't you been successful mm-hmm. at seeking this out right and what can you do about it to make it happen? That's not an abandonment. It's not. That's not not trusting God. Right. Like uh, Klug, who was on for the last couple of weeks, Klugaluga. Um, he he gave me a book by uh, Douglas Wilson, our favorite Calvinist. Right. Um, I say that tongue in cheek. Um, but yeah. Sec- oh yeah, second favorite Calvinist besides John Calvin himself, who wasn't a great Calvinist, honestly. Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> so he uh, he gave me a book called um, "Get the Girl," and then the subtitle of the book is. Um, how to become the man the woman you want to marry would want to marry, right? That's a great example of why letting go and letting God isn't always the best advice. Right. Isn't always good advice. It usually isn't even good advice, right? If So as a guy, if you're going like, none of the girls like me, it's like, well, two questions. What are your standards and mm-hmm. are your standards appropriate, mm-hmm. right? If your standards are appropriate and none of those girls like you, then there's probably something you need to work on, right? right? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. your standards are inappropriate, you've got that to work on, right? Right. And so that's all ball in your court. You don't have to sit back. If you sit back and what, like, let God work on me for a while, what does that even mean, right? You're abdicating your responsibility to grow in grace right, and knowledge right, of the truth. Right. Well, that, like, reminds me of... <laughs> That, that honestly reminds me of like the story that like we all heard when we were a kid where it was like the the people on the roof during a hurricane and um <laughs> the boat yeah the when boat the boat came by and it's like oh no no god's gonna save me and then then another boat came by oh no god's gonna save me mm-hmm. and then you know the helicopter comes by and it's like oh no god's gonna save me and then you know you know they die they die and then they're just like why didn't you save us it was like i gave you two boats and a helicopter yeah. i mean yeah. i mean that's kind of like a kiddie version of it but no, i think good, that's like the same example. truth i mean and you kind of see that a little bit, you know, maybe be a little provocative here, but uh, maybe you see that a little bit in Christian scientists as well, uh, how they just refuse to use modern medicine. And that you're just like, God gave you this wonderful gift of right. medicine. And, and science, I mean, every, like, every medical advancement that we've had, like, like that's a gift from God. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's an interesting thing, too, is you've got this double standard because the people that are going to tell you let go and let God, they're probably going to the doctor when they have a physical malady, right? Right, for sure. Hopefully. Yeah. Right. Yeah, hopefully. So they've got that double standard. Like, true, for, true. Yeah. You know? okay. It's like, I'm not going to just let go and let God when I have a clear solution in front of me. I'm only letting go and letting God when it's basically I don't want to have to be the one that deals with this. Right. Yeah. Shirking of responsibility. Yeah, Interesting. We're gonna make all the evangelicals angry with this one. Very angry. Love it. They are all listening we do best. to this podcast. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they don't stick around for long if they do. All right. If you're awesome, here, love you. dude. That was a good conversation. I appreciate yeah. it, guys. All right, going on to Christian trivia. I will admit before we even start this, Joe, you're smarter than us. So for sure, um, that's not what I'm admitting. You oh. are smarter than us, uh, but I'm admitting I did not know a single one of these answers except for. 
except for the last one. So the, the bonus question. I did know that one. And when I looked at the answer for number three, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Right? Okay. But I did not know them off the top of my head. Okay. So these are tough ones. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll right? get them. We'll get them. We'll I think I think you'll get at least one out of three, and okay. then you've got yeah. the bonus one to save you anyway. Oh, oh boy! Okay. Here we go. Question number one. Remember, we're doing Christian trivia, not Bible trivia. Okay. Okay. Um, the first one does come from the Bible, though. One of the places that Christians point to as an indicator that Jesus was in fact the Messiah, meaning a anointed one, anointed one, <laughs> <laughs> meaning anointed one, is the fiftieth chapter of the book of Isaiah. What is prophesied about the Messiah in this text that is also spoken of in the earlier written book of Job and is later fulfilled in the book of Matthew? So what prophecy is both in Job and Isaiah chapter 50, which is fulfilled specifically in the book of Matthew? Well, I guess what comes to mind right away is Job 19. I know that my Redeemer lives and then... In the end, he shall stand upon the earth. So, is it a fulfillment of the resurrection? Or? I don't believe Isaiah fifty talks about the re- resurrection. Isaiah fifty. That's not the answer that I've got. Does he? Is it when he's talking about him not being? Uh, I don't know. I guess that doesn't make sense. I thought it was going to be something like he he talks about him not being like a beautiful to the world or something to that effect. You're on the right track. Okay. So, mm-hmm. what is specifically what is specifically predicted or prophesied? That is it some be... about his hometown? Like no. he good oh, guess. Okay. Is it that he came here lowly and meek and nothing that would you run the right uh, track that uh, would attract the world to him? What did they do to him though? In flogging? Matthew, is it the flogging? Not the flogging. It would because that's see that's the key part of the question is it's fulfilled in Matthew. It's Let fulfilled me pull up in my thing again. Man, if it was Isaiah 53, that'd be yeah, easy. That'd be then then it's just, you know, <laughs> yeah. he was crucified. You know? Yeah, it's a little more obscure. All right, okay. well, so the answer here is that people would beat him and spit on him. Oh, oh we were so the right when they put the robe on and yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, crown yeah, of thorns. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Exactly. Who struck you, uh, great You're prophet? Right. All that okay, kind of okay, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, so like I said, tough question. We were in the right ballpark, though. We were absolutely in the right ballpark. All right, question number two. Which Christian denomination is known for Saturday worship services as well as its emphasis on the imminence of Christ's return? Seventh-day Adventist. Hey, hey, hey there we go. How did you know that? He, he, he is um, one. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> what I, I know? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I like did to, you I, just plead Professor Wessel? What? Did you just plead Professor Wessel? Yeah, your okay. Honor, Your Honor, Your Honor, I plead <laughs> Professor Wessel. No, I, I, I honestly... How do you know these things? <clears throat> I'm a Wessel. <laughs> no, I honestly like to keep my pulse on just like what other denominations believe. That's a good thing. Just in yeah. case like you, you know, come across them. them yeah. or just, I don't know. I think right. that's good. Good answer. Awesome. All right. Question number three. What Church of England cleric credited with the founding of Methodism, called the doctrine of predestination a horrible decree that represents God worse than the devil. Oh, shoot. Is his first name John? It's John something, isn't it? What well, Church of England cleric White, credited Whitecliffe? with founding... <laughs> founding sorry, John. I've got a cousin named John Michael. <laughs> no, uh, last name starts with a W, right? John Wycliffe. Not John Wycliffe. Oh, good, see, that's what I thought. Good guess, though. He was an early, early reformer. This is a later Yeah, guy. that's right. Okay. What what year is it? I don't know what year. Well, if it's mm. after the Anglican Church, it's after... Yep. At it's least after like 15... Founding of Methodism. Something. Yeah. 1580s. 
founding or method? It's yeah. later than that. Well, yeah. He was also I'm thinking famous of for he was he was like a traveling minister. Yeah. And he was famous, very famous for having a uh, rebellious wife, we'll call her. And it's widely re- widely accepted that one of the reasons why he traveled so much is that he was so sick of his wife <laughs> that he was wow. he would tra- he would ride his circuit to go preach in places, and like it was it was normal for people to come over to his house and find his wife dragging him around the house by the hair. Wow. Yeah. I, oh, I, I'd want to preach so, on the road too. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think I'm. Any right. last guesses? Oh. His first name's definitely John. Yep. His first name's John. John. Oh, is it? I a give du- you a clue. One of the like offshoots of the Methodist Church is also named after him. Hmm. Offshoots of the Methodist Church? Yeah. They're like Puritans. John Quaker. No. Is there a guy named Quaker? I thought they were called the Quakers because they shook when they prayed or something. I don't know. I don't know. Well, his name is John Wesley. Wesley. Oh, the W. Yeah. So he had West in I my head. Yep. I, I had John it. Wesley. Yeah. All right, redeem yourself. Bryce had that look in yep. his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Christian pop culture on this one. You ready? Uh-oh. Connor, you might get this one. Uh-oh. What book, first published in 1997, popularized the concept of courting as an alternative to mainstream dating, but has now been retracted by its author? Oh, wow. No clue. What yeah. book, first published in 1997... Popularized the concept of courting as an alternative to mainstream dating, and has now been retracted by its author. Like like courting, as in like you court someone to the, right. the dance. He's probably the most, um, probably the most uh, well-known um, deconstructionist. He's now an apostate. I would be too. I could use Google. <laughs> no. Really? I thought this was an easy one. No. Oh, man. Well, the book is called I Kissed Dating Goodbye. I've never heard of really? it. Really? You've never, never heard, heard of, of uh-huh. I Kissed Dating never, Goodbye? No. I've I've really? Never, I've never read Who any dating it? books. Uh, Joshua Harris is his name. Huh. Hmm. Didn't ring a Joshua bell. Harris. He also wrote a book called uh, Lust Isn't the Problem, Sex Is. Wow. It's That's... also not great. Oh, I've heard of that one, yeah. It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I thought that was an easy one. <laughs> no, well, so you've he, read well, far got, more. Well, what happened to him? Have, he Charlie. was. It was like an appendix to the. Uh, um, oh, what's that big podcast? The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Mm. He was. Oh, out in Washington. One of his. Yeah. Well, he wasn't out there. He wasn't okay. But um, one, he was like interviewed extensively for the show, for the podcast and was like a big resource for him. And then um, one of the like appendixes to the podcast was him talking about his deconstruction journey, and he's not a Christian anymore. He did it very publicly, um, but basically he wasn't in any way qualified to be a minister. Wrote a book called "I Kiss Dating Goodbye." Then they were like, "Hey, you should come be a pastor," and he becomes a pastor of this giant mega church. And uh, so then the all the headlines when he got divorced and left the church were, you know, pastor who claims um modern dating practices are just uh a setup for divorce gets divorced that's like and the guy was... who invented e-harmony got got divorced from his wife who, who met a, her future husband on e-harmony oh man oh, that that's wild that's oh, ironic that's, that's wild. tough Jeez. oh man okay tough. well i thought that was gonna be easy that's, that's the first bummer. time in a while we've lost at trivia but it's okay we just lost to ourselves so 
Yep. I mean, I don't win. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. Those were those were good questions, though. Those were good questions. They were. Those were good thinkers. All right, our top three for this week. I'm excited about this one. I've got some good answers, I think. Top three for this week. Best modes of transportation other than a motor vehicle. Best modes of transportation other than a motor vehicle. All right. Go My ahead. first one is an e-bike. Have you ever been on an e-bike before? The electric ones? Yeah. I have not. That's that's an electric motor. Yeah, we're no no motorized vehicles, vehicles. Come on. (laughs) All right, I'll I'll start it off with a good one. I I didn't even think about that. I revised to bicycle. It's regular (laughs) bicycle. No motor involved. I am going with Heelys. Oh, yo! I forgot about Heelys! Dude, okay, in in grade school, like, I remember in kindergarten, the... uh, the commercials. I don't. What was the brand? It was like a rhino, and the commercials oh. were like a bunch of red rhinos like Echo. crashing through Echo. the Echo through brand the, through the wall. Echo, yes, you remember Echo, Echo shoes? And, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. the board shorts. Yeah, and everything. bottom and the rhino on them. Oh man, <laughs> Dude, so so for the young kids who don't know what Heelys are, they were these really cool shoes. <laughs> really that, cool is in quotation marks. <laughs> no, no, no. They were they were literally awesome. They were the coolest. Like at the time, they were the coolest. They were thing hot. They were ever. hot. Early two thousands trends. Wow. Oh, in the bottom, at the bottom of the shoe, like under the heel, heel part of your foot, you, they had these wheels that you could pop in and out. Mm-hmm. So it was like you had two little skateboards That's on your such feet. A good one. It was. I, remember, I was rocking them. I remember in like fifth or sixth grade, there was a kid playing basketball in a game with Heelys on. Because <laughs> you could like, take three steps and just roll. If you don't know what Heelys are, you got to look that's, them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't do it with the basketball. Oh, okay, okay. That's good. But it's like, how is this even... There's no way this is legal. You can't yeah. do this. I would, right? I would oh, pay man. to see a picture of a young, chubby little Bryce rolling around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you have Heelys? Oh, I had them. All, really? all the new okay, editions. first of all, yep, that does I'm, not surprise not me one, bit, one, not one bit. bit, right? Also, I'm super jealous because yeah. <laughs> I really wanted Heelys, and my we parents, were, we were too they poor. were right to say those are not real shoes. Like, basically, okay, let's be real. They're high-heeled skater shoes is what they mm, are, yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. right? Bryce was just wearing high heels. That's all he was doing, right? And I look good doing it. <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Not the first time. Can't argue with that. No. Oh, man. But, yeah, oh, I forgot about those. Those are the coolest. That was so mm-hmm. good, yeah. Yeah, just rolling around. And adults had them, too. Yeah, they like, did. That was the really crazy <laughs> thing is adults had them, too. And they just looked like boring skater shoes, except they had these wheels on the they back. They need dress shoe Heelys for <gasps> Yo, that that would Dude, imagine look, like, walking down the, the walking oh, into the sac- like yeah, into yeah. the sacristy for walk- the service. <laughs> you're it looks rolling. like you're floating. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you got the all floating We're starting a company. We're starting a shoe company. Dress shoe Heelys. Dress Heelys. They still make them. They still make they them. How much does it cost them, yeah. to get a pair of Heelys? The Salvation Skaters. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Salvation <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, they're anywhere from $60 to $90. Ooh, that's no. not bad. That's not terrible. I am not bad. ordering for a, okay, one as we For a we pair speak. of Heelys, though? <laughs> All right, fair. Oh, man. I don't even know how much they were back in the day. Oh, Casual Fridays dude. are about to get a lot more exciting oh, around here. Real exciting. <laughs> I dare somebody to speak up about the yeah, about the Heelys. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. That yeah. is a great answer. We like Heelys here. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that is such a great answer. Yeah. Mine, my first one was a tandem bicycle. 
specifically a tandem bicycle because like it does not people, matter. Or? Yeah. Okay. It does not matter who you're riding that tandem bicycle with, and it's a bicycle made for two, and you're having the time of your life. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's a pretty girl or just one of the homies. Maybe even was. It's maybe even better with one of your homies. Let's be honest. Yeah, probably. Like with a girl on the front, you're kind of you're just asking for an argument. Let's mm-hmm, be real. Mm-hmm. With one of your homies <laughs> on the front, <laughs> that, I probably shouldn't have said that last. No, I? you should not. Have. <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. Okay, look, all right. But with one of your homies, right? You just the two I, of you I, have. How, no one is gonna look at you and not smile. For sure. First of all, for sure. Second. You're going twice as fast for half the work. Mm-hmm. True. You know? True. What I, if any, I just, I want a tandem bicycle. If I see you on a tandem if I see you and Connor on a tandem bicycle, the first, I was about to say, that's got to be a big bicycle. But uh, <laughs> what comes to mind is, I'm just going to think, man, these guys are up to some tomfoolery. Oh, yeah. Just, just look at them go, oh, yeah. Sure. We prefer the word Yeah, we prefer the word We're mature. We're, yeah. we're not no longer tomfoolery. <laughs> we've upgraded to mischief. Oh, yeah. No, we've graduated to mischief. Full-fledged mischief. mischief. All right. I respect that. That's great. All right. What you got, homie? I got kayak. Ooh, I love okay. I love kayaking. This uh, this summer, um, me and my family, so my sister and then my parents, we had an Airbnb in Ladysmith, Wisconsin. Uh, it's this cute little town, uh, probably like in kind of like almost central, like almost like central. No, it's like west, like su- like central western. Wisconsin. I don't know. I'm just, He's I'm drawing just... a map with his hand. Yeah, okay, so so like right here, right here. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. Um, and we went uh, kayaking on two rivers. It was the Flambeau Not River. Not two rivers, but on two rivers. on two separate rivers. rivers. And they converged on. It was the Flambeau River and the Chippewa River. And there was like an archipelago of uh, islands. Ooh. Well, that's what an archipelago. That's how you say that word, huh? Yeah. Arpe- no, I don't. No, think I'm so. pretty sure Archipel- you're right. Yeah. Archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you're right, and I'm wrong. Yeah, so I'm not going to tell you what how I was well, ar- saying. Archipe- <laughs> archipelago. Anyway, keep going. Well, anyway, so like we were just out there for like like three or four hours, just kayaking. It was like zero humidity, seventy-seven. It was gorgeous, just soaking it all in. I got burned like crazy because like I, I applied sunscreen and I was like, nah, I'm gonna go shirtless. But then I didn't do it on my like my back. Mm. I'm pretty sure, like I'm pretty sure you can still see the tan. Like you can see my fingers like like on my back. Take your like, shirt like, off. <laughs> well, they off. well, they can't see. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep it on. But I I love I just love kayaking. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, adjustment. Uh, okay, so now that I know that we can't use any type of motorized vehicle, <laughs> I should have read the question better. Uh, let's go with uh, what's it called? Windsurfing. Oh, yeah, have you ever good. done it? I have tried I have to never once. Been. Yeah, I've it's never tried. difficult. It's very difficult. I'm not. I'm not good at like the what's it called the the stand up board. You go out there the paddle board. I'm paddle not good board? at paddle board either. Uh, uh-huh. I would love. To, I haven't tried either of them. I would love to try paddle board. Mm-hmm. Windsurfing looks like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's all balance. Have you done it? Yeah. Windsurfing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all balance. That's all it yeah. is. We just got to exactly shift your weight. Terrible mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But then you fall in the water and you got to get mm-hmm. back up again. That all just looks like a lot of work to me. I get knocked down. Mm-hmm. But I, I get, get up, up again. again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot the words after that. can't keep me down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, for my two, I'm going hang glider. Ooh. So, like, let's say I hike up this mountain and I don't want to hike all the way down. Oh, just jump. You know? But then you got to carry the hang glider up the mountain. Uh, what about a flight suit? 
Oh, that'd be oh, good too. Yeah. That's yep. a good one. I changed my second to a flight suit. Yep. Well, okay, what squirrel is that actually suit. called? Because it's not called a flight suit. Isn't it? It's, it's a flying squirrel suit. Flying squirrel suit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds cooler. But you just go like, uh, and yep. then you start. <laughs> well, that's exactly what you. Whenever I think of that, I always think of Vector from Despicable Me. Because yeah. he had one of those, and he just goes, yeah. "Vector." <laughs> I, I, I think of a Family Guy clip, but I won't say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I know which one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my second one is a Zorb. Those giant what inflatable balls, yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. You're, oh, you're, like, you're inside of it and it's a giant inflatable ball and it like bounces yeah. off of stuff. So not knocker ball. Uh, picture <laughs> picture knock, picture knocker ball, but you're inside. The th- it's okay. big enough that you can get inside. It's of like a giant. Ball is like when you put like the thing, like the big the big ball inflatable on. tube on, and then you run. But and you're play inside, inside of it. You're inside it's of, like it's a, almost like a like a hamster, hamster wheel, wheel yeah, kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. So you're inside the ball and you can run around, and sometimes you can run into other other people in balls. But you could also like run into cars and not get hurt and all kinds of stuff, right? So uh, I like the idea <laughs> of just like starting at the top. I would probably get sick out of my mind. Oh, but just sure. starting at the top of a hill and just rolling down and just like pretending I'm wreaking max destruction, but actually I'm just bouncing around this giant ball, you know? All right, that's fair. That checks out. All right, <laughs> that checks out. Who's up for Who's up for number two? <laughs> is it Is it you, Charles? Oh, you just Wait, went at it. No. Oh, oh, you're I up thought you were making two. a fart joke. No. <laughs> Okay. Poop joke. Anyway, we like we like we like those at Sim. Um, I'm for my second one. I'm gonna have to go with uh, 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 snow skates or like ice skates. Ice skates. Oh, oh, you're talking no, about no, no. cross cross country uh, skiing. Skiing, like, yeah, yeah, skiing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, dude, I learned how to ski um, sophomore year of high sc- of college of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we took those uh, trips to make Mount Cato, uh, mm. it took me two tries to get it. But man, is it fun! And yeah, you're just and you're just zoom. You just should, zoom. They should call that slightly larger than average hill Kato. <laughs> Mount Kato. Mount no, Kato's no, it's a, a mountain. It's a mountain. Trust a me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Trust yeah. me, guys. No, yeah, um, yeah. I like, I like uh, skis. Skis, not skates. All right, for my number two, I'm going to say zip lining. Ooh. I can't. I can't. Yeah, zip lining is a good. Are time. you a hold on tight zip line guy, or are you a sit in the swing zip line guy? Oh, I'm. Well, I the one that I did was it was like, it was a holding one, but there was there was a like a support okay like thing because I was a little unsure whether or not I'd be able to make it the whole distance across the thing and hold on tight because it was a pretty significant distance. So yeah, it was one of those that you you dump into like a pool at the end of it. And it was it was a good time. It was a Sweet. lot of fun. So it would be a lot of fun if we could just zip line to the calf or something like that in the morning. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. in full like the biggest oh, that work. You're right next to it. It's a short well, zip line. Can... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, fair. It's more of a fall, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> you get to avoid the stairs. Falling. Just avoid the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The biggest zip line I've ever been on was the one at Camp Phillip, mm. where there's no like pool or anything at the end of it. You're just up at the top, and you get strapped in, and you can either like lay on your belly or you know sit on it or whatever and fly down. But they, I mean, I'm 250 pounds. I'm not a small guy, right? And I'm standing up on here. With like with this on a telephone like a little platform at the top of a telephone pole with another grown man and he's like shaking it and giving me a heart. To, oh, he was teasing me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. Number Not three. Yeah, my number, number three. What do we got? My number three is an elephant, and the. <laughs> so the re- you're not going to be proud. laughing after these reasons I give. Go on. So, elephants Animal, super smart. Okay, they can 
remember the routes where, wherever I need to go so I can just and they're big enough where I can just lay down and take a nap forgets. elephant never forgets never forgets so I can just <laughs> sleep and I can wake up and I'll be to wherever I want to go because they'll know where to go it's like Connor's memory is so good <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, boom, boom, I hope both boom. sides of your pillow are warm tonight. <laughs> oh man, that's dirty! Wow, jeez, <laughs> low blow there. <laughs> I'm actually yeah. gonna make sure they're both warm tonight. Now that I think about it, yeah, that one hurts. <laughs> that one hurts the soul. Anyway, anyway, um, Charlie, <laughs> what's your number mm, three? Mm-mm. What? We need these reasons. Why are you gonna ride an elephant? Yeah, yeah, I. I gave you the reason. <laughs> we it's were like, listening. Say them again. Okay. So elephants yeah, I, are I super forgot smart. already. So it's like a built-in GPS because the elephant can remember the route you want to go, where places are, and they're big enough you can just lay down and take a nap on them and you can wake up at the spot you are. And it'd just be really cool to like open up your garage in the morning and there's an elephant. Have you ever ridden an elephant before? No. I have. As really? have I. Yeah. They're yeah. bony and they don't. They're not very smooth. That surprises ride. me. Yeah. Their backs are really bony. Like yeah. you ever seen an old dairy cow? Where yeah. Their back is like rising out of there. That's what an elephant's back looks like. Okay. Yeah. Not very comfortable. Also, did you know that you can? So do you know how they train elephants not to run away at like the circus and stuff? Mm-hmm. Carrots. Do you know? Is it? Uh... No, I don't. No. Okay. Well, what no. they do is when the elephant's a baby. They tie the elephant's hind leg to a stick, right? And the baby elephant's not strong enough to get away, and so it gets to the end of the stick and it gets to the end of the, or the, it gets to the end of the rope and it can't walk away. Mm-hmm. Then they just keep tying the elephant's ankle. Once the elephant gets stick, gets used to it, they keep tying the elephant's ankle to a stick with the same rope every day, no matter what, mm-hmm. right? And the elephant, even though it's getting bigger and bigger, knows that it can't break the rope. So it just doesn't try. Oh, it's a psychological right? thing. It's a psychological Ooh. thing. So then you've got these big, giant elephants. This is a little piece of twine wrapped around their right, hind foot. Right, and right. they will never escape because they've been programmed to believe that they can't break the rope. Man, that's the number mm. two reason not to go to a circus then. Yeah. Well, it's one? not as first? cruel as like poking them. <laughs> clowns. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I, I hate clowns. Yeah, it's way more humane than the way you train a lot of animals. Fair enough. I mean... Just saying. You but don't train cats. Yeah. You don't train not cats. That smart, you don't train cats. What's you don't that? You don't train cats. Yeah, which is a good reason to not have a cat. Oh, I hate cats my brother so... in Christ! You need. A... <laughs> <laughs> you need. You need. You need a cat. Cats are amazing. Mm, Far superior to dogs. Mm. If we find a cat, we'll we'll bring it in. I'm scared what you guys are going to do to that thing. No, we'll just have a cat. Oh, I mean, it's not that I do terrible things to cats. I just take pleasure in hating cats. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. I know, also, I'm I know some people cats, who will. So that, uh, me too. That also oh, helps. Yeah, that. It helps me not like them, I should say. No, that's but fine. I've never been at, met a cat where I was like, oh, that's a good cat. Yeah. Sometimes I'll my... say that to appease my friends because they're like, <laughs> isn't he a <laughs> good <laughs> cat? And like, if I say no, they're like, we're not friends. Like, oh, great cat. Although I, I will say with cats, you can name them better names than dogs. Because with dogs, you have to like be like, oh, this is you know, this is Cooper, or this is Scout, Bartholomew. But with uh, with cats, you can be like, yeah, this is Egg, <laughs> or or this is Hadrian the Fourth, or just like so, dumb stuff like one that. One of one of the cats I was living with the other year, um, his name was Lou. 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 L U. L U. Guess what it was short for? 
Louis? Lucifer. Lucifer. Uh, but yeah. oh, every oh, cat but, ought to no, be no, named no, no, Lucifer because it's an appropriate name for a cat. No, no but he was the nicest <laughs> cat, and he was so Morning cute. Star. I'll find some pictures the of him. The only really name on. more appropriate to a cat than Lucifer is Beelzebub. Incorrect. That's, you hard, are, that's a hot has, take. You know, hard you're wrong. Cats. That, <laughs> I am not a fan of cats. I like cats. We'll have a correction next episode. I'm and they're cats. delicious. All right. All right, moving on. My, <laughs> next, my third one is a tie. It's a two-way tie between between a flying sleigh pulled by eight little reindeer mm. or a chariot. Wow. Either one would be acceptable. <laughs> you just want to feel like royalty being pulled around, don't you? Yeah. I know personally, uh, fly slayer they pulled by little reindeer it seems pretty awesome. So, all right, give us your best uh, Santa impression. Well, I wasn't talking about Santa. Oh, you weren't now. Huh? <laughs> oh, no. well, uh, all the other men. Oh, 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 all the other re- reindeer. <laughs> I, I do. I do actually want to be a Santa someday. someday. I would That'd be, be cool. A Santa. Yeah. That's Lucifer. That's Lou. Oh, that's cute. It looks like a cat. Well, it, he is a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. And God, <laughs> and God hardened Charlie's heart. <laughs> Not a fan of cats. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Can't your, convert them. What's your number three? Oh boy, my number three. You know, I haven't been on a whole lot of vehicles that weren't motorized, but for number three, I would have to say horse. Yeah. Um, that's a got one. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Charlie I'm wants horse. to be a cowboy, so he's all about I the do. horses. I don't like horse. I shouldn't say I don't like horses. I like horses. I am not comfortable with horses. <laughs> when I so I've only ridden a horse once, and it was the summer before freshman year of high school, and we went horseback riding through the through the Rockies. Gorgeous! Mm. It was absolutely that gorgeous. It was a beautiful sunny day. Um, except my uh, my horse, uh, I think her name was like Daisy or something like that. She wouldn't stop, like, rubbing up against, like, trees and rocks. Like, because, I don't know, she, like, had something to itch on the side of her, you know, belly or whatever. A human. On her side. <laughs> or that, you know, it could have been me. Yeah, it could have been you. Uh, disturbing, but. Um, uh, so, like, every time she would go up, like, she would, like, try to scrape against, like, a rock. But my leg was there. Yeah. So there's, like, three separate times where she would, like, weight of horse on one side, tree on the other. Bam! Stuck in the middle with that, mm-hmm. and I—I'm pretty sure I was limping by the end of that. And my leg was killing me. Also, they're pretty uncomfortable to ride on, but they're pretty hey. cool. I mean, they're beautiful creatures. I will say that. Hey, Joe. Yeah. You know what you call two horses that live next to each other? Oh, I know this one. Neighbors. <laughs> I saw that going a mile away. <laughs> All right. Moving on to my number three. Um, Joe has left. <laughs> Joseph has left the building. Joe is out. <laughs> He's back. All right, Connor, what's your number three? For my number three, I'm going to say a good piggyback ride. Now, <laughs> to be fair. The last time you've had one of those. Wait, been, you say, well, I want to see the man yeah. giving you a piggyback ride. It's been a while since I've had a solid <laughs> piggyback ride. Not going to lie. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I've... I can I can have hopes I can have dreams you know if you can say elephant all right I can say piggyback <laughs> ride that's fair yeah I'm trying to think who's the last person to give me a piggyback ride it might have been Abel Bain oh he could do that party. checks out yeah. yeah at a cause party cool. yeah after a cause party yeah yeah I think but other than that yeah 
Yeah, he's a he's a he's a squat guy. He can definitely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'll hit him up sometime. All right, any honorable mentions you want to throw out there, just to, just for. No, e bikes out. E bikes out. Um, walking. I do like the idea of like those bullet trains that are all magnets, mm-hmm. right? But that's oh, not it, nearly oh, as exciting as I, a I did bicycle. look it up because I was going to say that. Like the one that's in, I think it's China. Like it doesn't the fastest have a motor. One. It does, technically. It does? Yeah, it, it was talking about it was a magnetized propulsion motor. And it had the word uh, motor, so I couldn't use it. That's I respect your integrity. Yeah. I respect your integrity. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah, walking is a good one. Mm-hmm. I like walks. Yep. I do too. I like walking. Not this morning. I was hurting. No, this morning, this morning was not good for you. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid walk. I was going to have to give you a piggyback ride on the way back. <laughs> that's that's. He was kind of hoping. I really hope I get to give Charlie a piggyback. Ride. <laughs> Wait, what time do you wake up to go on walks? Yeah, about five forty-five, five fifty. We're out the door by six. We only walk. Uh, I suppose about a mile. that's when I play soccer with the guys. We walk about yeah. two miles and a half. Do we? Yeah, we average about a seventeen-minute mile okay. for walking. Awesome. It's not bad. So you guys are just like a married couple. Today it was yeah, basically. yeah, pretty much. We're cute together though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Well, all right, all right. Cute isn't the first word that comes to mind. Heresy. How, how about handsome? How about handsome? I, I, I will say it is a pleasure to see Stephen Geiger every morning every running past, but just big smile on his face. Yep. He has not called us his walking friends again, though, and that makes me sad. I know. I think I jumped the gun, Professor Geiger. Head. If you ever listen to this, please yeah, refer to us please as your, call walking us friends. your walking friends. We liked that. Mm-hmm. We like that. Okay. Anyway, here we go. Um, this week in church, Pentecost sixteen, Ephesians four, verses twenty-nine to five, verse two. Shout out to Pastor Josh Rachi for sending us the updated pericope. It was annoying him that we were using the wrong verses. So we've got the updated pericope. Here we go. Uh, Ephesians 4, verses tw- verse 29 through 5, verse 2. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. Say only what is beneficial when there is a need to build up others, so that it will be a blessing to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are seated for the day of redemption. Get rid of every kind of bitterness, rage, anger, quarreling, or slander, along with every kind of malice. Instead, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in God Christ, Christ has forgiven us. It's different than the old I was about to say, your yeah, mind was on uh, yeah. automatic mode. Um, therefore, be imitators of God as his dearly loved children, and walk in love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I thought it would be good to provide a little context here. So um, Paul, right before this, Paul restates the gospel message and then exhorts his readers to abandon the ways of the world, um, basically to stop walking as the Gentiles do because they're darkened in their understanding. Those are his words. So basically Paul just sees that some of the Ephesians are claiming Christ, but they live the way that the Gentiles do. Um, And he basically says, Uh, I don't know why I'm saying basically so much. But after that, he says, your life and behavior should look different now because you're a new man. You'll act in a different way. And so there's a tension between the way that they're living and the faith that they profess. And this is some some of a a larger section um, of advice that he's giving those new Christians in Ephesus. So what are your reflections on that one, fellas? I think... First of all, all the things that are mentioned in these verses, at least when I first started reading through this and read some commentaries too, whatever, but it was just everything that 
is said, bitterness, rage, quarreling, slander, every kind of malice. I read that and I go, I do those every day mm. in some capacity. And it says, be imitators of God, and I can never do that, mm-hmm. ever, not to any degree. And it's just mind-boggling. It's the grace comical, and mer- Yeah, it it's just the grace that God has showed us when a verse like this points out every single little thing and you compare it to your own life. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, when I looked at it, the first thing that kind of, you know, kind of, you know, hurt a little bit when I, when I read, you know, not my, just kind of hurt my sin, you know, pride a little bit. It was just, you know, do not let any wholesome talk come out of your mouths. Um, one thing that I personally struggled a lot with is uh, profane language. I mean, even before, this is kind of a gag before, but before we started this uh, uh, podcast, I literally asked, how many times can I swear? And uh, <laughs> I should not have asked that, but I mean... You're forgiven. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I but, respect but, you but, asking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, like, that's something I've always struggled with. And I, like, every single time I just let it, you know, a certain word slip, I just... Oh, oh man. it's so easy. To it, it is so... It, it's, it, like... like I, I, was, I, I, was, in... I was, like, third grade when I learned pretty much the whole vocabulary. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have older siblings, too, don't you? Yes. Just yeah, throw yeah. them under the bus. Oh, no, but... <laughs> only only one of only one, of them, only one other one does it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I worked in a manufacturing setting for years, and like the the F word is a comma in the middle yeah. of a yeah, sentence. Same, well, same we talked about, same we yeah. talked about that. I'm sure you'd agree. We talked about that like when we moved into this room. Like when you got like, yeah. right away, I was like, all right, the summer vocabulary goes out the window, right? Yeah, yeah. and it shouldn't be a the summer, summer, summer vocabulary, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Um, but like, it's not you, it starts to reflect what's going on around you every day, and the way the world talks, yeah, is wild. Yeah, at the at the liquor mart. Wow! Yeah, the, wow! Some sentences, some sentences I've heard just made me like rethink <laughs> yeah. just how I think. Just, yeah. just like, wow! <laughs> Somebody said that. I don't think I've ever heard it that creative. Changes before. your reality a little bit. But like, it? yeah. But like, when I worked, I worked there for five summers, four years, five summers. You know, I would hear. You know, let's just say, you know, the big f bomb. When I heard it, I just I didn't even register it. And I yeah. was just like, man, that, like, like before coming to Sam, I was like, man, I just got to rethink how, like, I just got to rethink this. Like, I yeah. need to work on it. Like, it it's, a, it's a very easy thing to fall into. And, yeah. like, the, the one time that I actually noticed it was, like I said, I was just working. I wasn't even back to school yet to pursue being a pastor. But, like, I was at work just using the common language of everyone else around mm-hmm. me. And somebody called me on it, and they were like, wow, I can't believe you're a Christian, and you talk like that. And I was like, I can't believe I'm a Christian, and I talk like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I one of the things I trumpet the most around my place of work is my faith. And then I go and make a complete fool of myself by being a poor example of what a Christian should be. I think another uh, a help for that would be, too, because we're, at least I am so quick to talk without thinking through mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... In the first verse, it says, say only what, or the first verse of this reading, it says, say only what is beneficial and when there is a need to build up others. And I think if we were all, had the ability to stop and think about something before we said it, we would probably not say more than half the things that we were going to say. 
Yeah. Well, like my mom when we were kids used to say, uh, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably everybody's mom said that, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Um, shout out but moms. Paul takes that to a whole shout out moms. <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out moms. Moms shout out in moms general. Everywhere. Moms, yeah. Uh, but Paul like takes it so much further than that because um, he's kind of saying like only say what's beneficial when there's a need to say it even. Mm-hmm. Like I am not that intentional about what comes out of my mouth. No, right? Yeah. I should be. I ought to be. I think I would both garner and give more respect if I did. Uh, but I definitely don't. I am not that careful about what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, more careful than I have been in the past at times, but certainly not careful enough. I've started. Like it's even sorry. To, go go. Like go. It's it's even beyond like using bad language, like foul language. It's just like, is this, it's not even, is this helpful and beneficial? It's, is this helpful, beneficial, and needs to be said, mm. right? It's like, I, I feel like 80% of my talk would just be cut out if I lived by that, and I should live by that, mm. which means maybe I need to find more meaningful things to say. I am very comfortable in something like, I call it like, I'm comfortable in the pause in a conversation, so... One of the things they try to beat out of you here at the seminary is the tendency for people to use um in a sentence. <laughs> they really go after people who say um, um, and it, it's a good thing because you don't want to be standing in front of a congregation about to say a, do a sermon and then be like, um, and the word of the Lord is um, because it makes you sound unprepared and unprofessional for what you're about to do. And I do the same thing with when I'm just having a regular conversation with people, I will purposely stop my speech just like that to think about what i'm going to say give myself a moment to collect my thoughts and move forward and then i realize like that helps me stop using inappropriate language because then i think can i say this in a way that isn't going to offend somebody that might overhear me knowing full well what i'm preparing for and who i present myself as as a christian yeah a couple days ago when we were walking i was kind of venting a little bit about um <laughs> women <laughs> normal 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 course of conversation um no, no no so it was but what i was that was a joke what i was really lamenting was the idea i mean we did talk quite a bit about like the standards of the world and things like that right mm-hmm. um but i we also talked a little bit about um like at the moment like back in the day it's maybe this is just the way it's portrayed in movies and things but back in the day it was just like you don't curse and spit in front of women and children right right and that, like, that's gone by the wayside. That's not Ooh, even a thing yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. there is no propriety for women. They're not protected the way, um, the way that they were in the past. Right. Um, and a lot of that has to do with feminism and the changing roles of men and women in the secular world, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That's a different conversation, right? But one of the things that I mentioned to Connor was I find myself so much more careful and mindful of what I say to women, whether it's somebody I'm on a date with, somebody that, like an older woman I'm just chatting with. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, In some ways, my guard is up. In some ways, I'm just more mindful and concerned about the, like the repercussions of what I say. Right. Mm-hmm. It's very rarely motivated by love for the person I'm talking yeah. to. Mm-hmm. But I am so much more mindful of what I say to women, especially young women. Yeah. Absolutely, I agree with you. And maybe I should just be that mindful all the time. I don't know. Wouldn't hurt, I suppose. Although now that I think about it, I'm not necessarily being mindful for the sake of the person I'm talking to, which is what Paul's commanding us to do. Right. Yeah. So maybe I just need to make that shift entirely. Yeah. That's a tough one. That is. That's that is tough one, one of the hardest ones, especially in today's world, where 
every movie, every TV show, every video game you play is just completely saturated in it, and we are completely saturated in consuming media. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to escape. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What else we got? It, I think that, um, so at the end of that first paragraph, the words, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. I think that's often overlooked, and I mean, obviously, when we read into it and we study into it from the Greek, it's saying that every time you do one of these things, the Holy Spirit is, you're causing the Holy Spirit to grieve. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're grieving for the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit grieves for you and your soul. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't mean to be laughing. Is that not right? I thought no, that was you're right. You're totally right. I was just going, you mean, when it says don't grieve the Holy Spirit, it means don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Well, Sorry. Well, no. I, 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 see, well, I, I, I get what it is you're saying because like, I understand it, what you're the, saying. The, I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, it's I'm just because the word, the wording of it. <laughs> you brought up the Greek. That's what we mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's classic it's, passive versus active. It's fine. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is. Okay. Right. All I'm saying is that when it's worded like this in the English, yeah. don't grieve the Holy Spirit, it's almost saying like, hey, you should not be grieving the Holy no. Spirit, but that's not what it's saying. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying it can be mis- Don't let the misread. Holy Spirit be grieved on your behalf. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I'm there's, sorry, There's Bryce. the language to coming being through. Mean. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> don't grieve, Goozy. <laughs> and then... I should have been more thoughtful before I <laughs> Well, and we were just talking, you know, we were just talking of how hard it is to watch our, you know, watch our language and watch, you know... Um, how how we deliberately talk to others but i'd say probably the hardest thing on here um to be compassionate forgiving one another we just heard in chapel earlier this week or was it last week it was sometime within it was this week yeah um that you know forgiveness is one of the the hardest things that we as christians can do um to look at somebody who has obviously wronged you and to say i forgive you is i mean it's, it's a gift from god but it's also it takes it takes a lot. It's tough. It does, but what an incredible thing when you actually do forgive mm-hmm. somebody. I mean, like you take an incredible weight off of both shoulders. Like you no longer have to carry around that anger inside yourself of that individual for wronging you, and that individual gets to go through life knowing, "Yep, I definitely messed up, but that person was the bigger person and reached out to me and forgave me, even though I didn't deserve it." It's freeing for sure. Like, it's a little cliche to say it, but it's freeing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, I wanted to look at the last two verses there. So the first two cha- the verses of chapter 5. Therefore be imitators of God as his dearly loved children and walk in love just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, and so what kind of called, called to my mind was the idea that the world basically has two standards for men, right? Mm. Um, either you completely avoid being manly at all in order to not be like the toxic masculine mm-hmm. figure right mm-hmm. or you go all the way in the other direction and you, it's just like all machismo all the time it's just super yeah. hype hyper masculine um and what that kind of is then is actually of <laughs> no matter which direction you go there you end up back in bitterness rage anger quarreling and slander right because when men try and act like women what does that end up being they end up being resentful and you end up with a whole lot of bitterness rage anger quarreling and slander when men just adopt that whole machismo thing going on, their lives are defined by rage bitterness, anger. rage, anger, quarreling, and slander, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, yeah. And so instead of letting my identity as a man, instead of letting the standards for me as a man be defined by the world and trying fitting some Jesus into that somewhere, right? Instead, my calling and vocation, 
um, is simply to imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you'll even hear people say things like, well, there's a happy medium between the two. There isn't a happy medium between the two. It's a completely different standard that by which we're being measured and by which we measure ourselves. Christ is the author and perfecter of my faith. That means he's perfect. He's a perfect man, but he's also perfect at being a man. Hmm. So I should try and be a man like Jesus. And that's the standard which I'm chasing. And so my standard for masculinity and for living in general is not defined by like social norms or cultural norms or anything like that anymore as a Christian. My standard by, or my standard as a Christian is to like through faith live out my life the way Jesus lived out his. Um, so this, I, I just like the idea of you can be a real man, but you can still be kind, patient, gentle, loving, etc. You can be all the things that Jesus was. Mm-hmm. And it still be you can still get angry when it's righteous to be angry. Right. You can still flip some tables yeah. or yell at some Pharisees. Right. Yep. Um, maybe not literally, but <laughs> you can still do those things and still be an imitator of Christ. Yeah. Um, and we need to stop throwing away Jesus' example and calling him mm-hmm. non-masculine. Mm-hmm. Love all, it. Any last words, Christ. fellas? All about Christ all the time. It's all about Christ. Always on brand. Jesus That's is right. brand. Yeah. Cool. All right, Brosif, where can we find you online? Find me online, like my email? No, Instagram. Oh, Bryce, like, oh, my Instagram. Yep. <laughs> uh, my, uh, oh, boy. What's your Insta? Uh, I'd actually have to look at that. I haven't looked at that. Uh, just your average Joe 3874. That's oh, a that's good right. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You want to put Facebook up there? Or no? uh, I don't use it, so no. You don't use it? All right. Yeah. So we'll make sure we link that down there. Uh, just your average Joe. Go ahead. Uh, my Instagram is Connor.Herder. I have two pictures. Uh, so don't <laughs> don't worry. I don't really use it that much, uh, except to send Instagram reels to Charlie every now and then. That's true. And but if you want to get a hold of Connor, that's probably the best way to do it, right? Uh, Facebook might be better. I'm definitely much more active on Facebook. It's my generation. Yeah. <laughs> it's our it's our generation right there. Back in my day, it's true. We I do go on Facebook. Fairly Facebook, often. yeah. Right, so Facebook ahead, is kind of harder. My Instagram is Bruce dot Goose four Goose like the animal, and then email should be linked in the description. Yeah, that'll be all good. Awesome. Figure it out. Um, you can find me at Charlie Ungamak at uh, Facebook. Make sure you check the spelling on that one. It's not the easiest one in the world. It's not too hard, but people never get it right. Um, Instagram, girdup underscore B underscore underscore. Okay. Instagram, girdup underscore B underscore A underscore man. Uh, the website is www.girdupministries.com. And um, there's a whole bunch of other links down in the description below, including the book that we're going through. So if you want to read Good News for Anxious Christians, you can buy that on Amazon. I'll put a link down below as well. Gentlemen, we love you. God bless you. Uh, shout out to the guys in, maybe shout out's not the right word, prayers up for the guys listening in Eastern Africa. We know between the wars and the earthquakes and things, it sounds a little apocalyptic over there at the moment. Uh, So blessings on you. Thanks for still listening. Uh, We hope that you're safe. The rest of you guys, well, I guess everybody, including the people in war zones, um, go be the minute God created you to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. 
Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.